people say all the time, I'd love to get into the stock market, but it's too complicated. I wouldn't even know where to start. Well, with this podcast, there are no, no more, excuses. more excuses. This is Winning with RHK100. He's helping people achieve financial freedom. Dude's making millionaires out here. He's here to give you the knowledge and an edge to help you navigate the volatility in the stock market. Put your learning cap on, because he's here to drop the knowledge. Here's your host, the man, the myth, the legend, RHK100. Yes, you are now winning with RHK100. Welcome back. Let's start this episode off with some updates. On August 1st, Fitch downgraded the U.S. government long-term credit rating from AAA to AA+. Fitch said the downgrade reflects the expected fiscal deterioration over the next two to three years, a high and growing general government debt burden, and the erosion of governance. After the downgrade, the stock market has pulled back 3 to 5%, and... Fitch has warned for a possible downgrade on our top U.S. banks, which I'm calling bluff. You're going to downgrade JPM after that great earnings report? Tuh. Fitch would have to downgrade every government in the world and tell everyone a global meltdown is coming if they decide to move forward with downgrading all of our top U.S. banks. When it comes to me and my stance on the stock market, I've been keeping a close eye on all the top earning reports and economic data coming in, and the data coming out is pretty solid. There's barely any hard data yet that the consumer is running out of money. Also, inflation is cooling, but Wall Street is worried about the last mile of getting down to 2% being a great challenge, so the market seems to be taking a break here and possibly heading for a correction. From what I'm seeing, we have a lot of support at the $422 level on the SPY. If we do have a correction, aka drawdown, I should mention that the average of any given drawdown in a positive year is 12% based on data from 1950. So if we're looking at the SPY peak, which is $459 per share, a 12% pull down would have the SPY sitting at $403. I'm not telling you this so you can sell your stock and try to catch the bottom. I'm not telling you this to shake you out your boots. I just wanted to inform my listeners about that so you can know that even if the SPY falls under $420, it's considered a healthy pullback. Now, if we go under the $400 level, that would be worrisome and it could signal a bear market. For the record, if this is the correction, my level is 422. Yes, we could possibly see 403, which represents that 12% pull down I just told you about. But the job market is staying tight as unemployment fell and wages held firm in the last report I've seen. And most importantly, we're getting that overall slow job growth, which encourages me that the soft landing is still intact. With that being said, let's get into today's episode. If a soft landing is still intact, That means opportunity is around. Let's bring up a quote from H. Jackson Brown Jr. Nothing is more expensive than a missed opportunity. And that's absolutely right. When the stock market is pulling back and there's no economic hard data coming in to back the sell off, you can't try to time the bottom or pull up that 1950 12% stat as a time to buy. You need to start looking for opportunities now 
and take full advantage of the dips. But remember, we're in a high rate environment. So I'll be looking at profitable companies that preferably is showing 10% plus growth year over year and has heavy cash reserves to fight through any pain coming our way. So what if I told you I had a company for you to look at that's growing on average 30% year over year on a five-year basis? It turned profitable in a time frame that they said they were going to. They have $3 billion in the bank. They just had their third back-to-back profitable quarter on a gap basis. And it's solving the world's biggest problems and is going to continue to be the leader in the near future due to their moat. Some of the listeners probably guessed it right. And yes, I am talking about Palantir Technologies. Ticker symbol PLTR. Palantir Technologies is a data integration and software solution company, aka AI company. And that company was co-founded and being led by the visionary CEO, Alex Karp. And from my understanding, Alex Karp's goal for Palantir was to be the most impactful and important company in the world by making the West stronger when it comes to AI and military technology. And Palantir wants to make institutions on the West more stronger, more productive, and in some cases, more deadly. And before you get turned off with the word deadly, I will be explaining what they do after we go through their recent earnings report. And I have it right here for the second quarter of 2023. Revenue was $533 million, which represented 13% year-over-year growth. And the company limited the growth in operating expenses to around 1%, allowing for positive operating income and net income of $28 million. Like I just said, this is Palantir's third consecutive quarter of profitability on the gap basis. And there's two things I want to address with the information that I shared thus far. Number one, Palantir did have their third consecutive quarter of profitability. So there's a lot of noise going on on YouTube, Instagram, Twitter, stock Twitch, everywhere pretty much if you look up Palantir about them possibly being added to the S&P 500 index within 90 days. The reason this rumor is going on, because yes, it's true, once you have four profitable quarters, you are now eligible to get into the S&P 500 index. And if they do get inside the S&P 500 index, there will be a lot of money coming into the stock due to a lot of these funds, which mirrors the SPY. Yes, you heard me right. Billions of dollars could come in from Vanguard. It could come in from BlackRock, PIMCO. Most of all the funds that you know, they will follow the S&P 500 inclusion and they will be putting Palantir inside their funds if it's not there already. And the second thing I would like to address just for transparency, I already own Palantir stock. I'm not trying to pump it. We bought it in the chat at $7.48. Uh, more recently, which is up, it's up uh, 109% from there. I also bought it uh, about a year ago in the public account, which is shared in the RHK 100 group. And it is currently up where we're at, 60%. So, yeah, I just wanted to share that just to let you know I'm not pumping the stock because I own it. I am just giving you a couple of details and, you know, putting it on your radar so you can put it on your watch list and do your own research to decide if it fits inside your portfolio. But back to Palantir, they guided 
for at least $2.21 billion in revenue for 2023, and that's an increase from the previous quarter when the minimum guidance was less than $2.19 billion. It also reported positive free cash flow of $96 million, which is very, very impressive. And right now it's trading at 19 price of sales, which is not, it's not a cheap stock. Don't get me wrong. This is not a cheap stock if you're buying today. But if you're buying for the future, this company can grow significantly. And I'm looking to add more Palantir stock at the $15 level. And I'll buy more at the $13 level. And I will buy more at the $10 level. I am long this company. And yes, I know Jim Cramer said that this company is not real. Um, it doesn't have real revenues. But uh, he's been hating on Palantir for a while now. He did not see them becoming profitable. He said Alex Carp is an exaggerator, I believe, a couple years ago. And um, if you want to ask the CDC, the U.S. Army, Ukraine, if Palantir is real, they will say yes, because they all use their services. In fact, when Russia invaded Ukraine... Alex Karp decided to hand over Palantir's technology to help Ukraine fight against the war. And just to double back on that word death, yes, they work with the U.S. government. They work with the U.S. military. In fact, over 10 years ago, the government used Palantir's software to find Osama bin Laden. So let's jump a little deeper into Palantir and what they do. Right now, Palantir has four key softwares. Those softwares are Gotham, Foundry, Apollo, and AIP. Gotham serves government clients. Foundry provides lighter versions of those services for enterprise clients. Apollo provides cloud-based updates to both platforms. And AIP allows customers to leverage the power of Palantir's existing machine learning technologies alongside their large language models. Gotham, Foundry, and Apollo has been a huge success for Palantir. Thus far, AIP just launched this year. And with that being said, let's go back to the Palantir's Q2 earnings. Alex Karp shared with investors that AIP is already deployed across more than 100 enterprises and that Palantir is in discussions with another 300 firms exploring the platform. That's pretty impressive given that AIP was launched to the public six months ago. So the real reason Palantir could be a hidden gem is because it's very hard to analyze what exactly is going on in the company. They are very secretive on who they work with, who their clients are. So some of these Wall Street analysts that try to come up with a price target for Palantir, they really cannot put it in most of their systems that they use because they need information on budget spending for the companies that are currently clients of Palantir and they just don't have that information. But from my understanding, Palantir Services offers more exact more precise, more operational, valuable insights, and write them safely into your enterprise, meaning you can have a lot more control of your enterprise. So again, I'm asking you to put Palantir on your watch list. Please do your research. You can go to Palantir's website, check out their earnings for the last three quarters. Also, go to their YouTube. They drop a lot of content to help people understand what they offer and how their services can help the world. But I am going to give you five reasons why I'm interested in buying more shares of Palantir and why I'm bullish. Number one, Palantir expects its revenue to rise more than 30% annually from now to 2025, which implies it will generate at least $4.2 billion in revenue in 2025. Number two, Palantir isn't about just finding patterns in data. It's about making data help you understand your business the way you understand the weather. 
The big data revolution, a.k.a. large language model system, is all about that. You can model a complex system and predict things before they happen, just like a weatherman. For example, their software can help with margins in business, efficiency in allocation, resource allocation, rebuilding your enterprise so you can get the most efficient parts right at the right time, allocation of assets, and even manufacturing. Number three, when it comes to Palantir software, it's not a component. It's an ecosystem. So many people try to compare Palantir to Datadog or Snowflake, and you can't because it's not an analytics company. Palantir is more of an ecosystem like Amazon AWS. Amazon AWS is the most successful business segment within Amazon, and it generated over $80 billion in revenues in 2022 and almost $23 billion in operating profit. Palantir can become bigger than Amazon AWS. As I just stated, it currently has a grip hold on the AI industry in terms of compliance and safety. Number four, military spending issues. In 1960, military spending was 9% of GDP. Now it's 3% of GDP. I'm expecting military spending to jump back up to 5-6% of GDP within the next six years, so the United States can still have the strongest military in the world. I'm expecting millions of those dollars to be spent with Palantir. Number five, the core of Palantir's pitch is no one has more experience managing sensitive classified data and or closed networks than them. And that pitch is where Palantir has its economic moat. To use large language models, aka LLMs, at scale in a classified or sensitive environment, you have to have a data model that trains the data model that has some sort of branching and data control. And from my understanding, speaking with some of my tech guys, it takes decades to build this type of model. So we shouldn't see any real competition for years. So besides Palantir having three consecutive quarters of profitability and possibly being included in the S&P 500, those are my five reasons I am still interested in this company and why I'm bullish and why I'm going to buy more stock. So please do your own research. And after you do that research, I would love to hear what you come up with when it comes to the pros and cons of Palantir. So hit me up via email in uh, the best stock community in the world, <laughs> RHK100, or any social media platform. I will definitely reach back out or my team will reach out. And thank you for listening to this episode. I hope you gathered a gem. I hope that you learned something today. And most importantly, let's keep winning. Thanks for listening and learning with RHK 100 today. We hope you've enjoyed the show and we hope you've gotten something useful from it. Subscribe to the podcast to stay up to date with the latest topics and trends in the market. Please check out his other episodes and visit rhk100.com to join the winning team. Come be a part of the RHK100 community. Also, make sure you follow us on Instagram at rhk.100. And as always, if it dips, buy more.